0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the freezing swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for uh, a Friday in 2023 uh, that is made even more special because it is our annual conversation with the now Amanda Renner of CBS. And I believe it's kind of rainy out there, correct? In uh it Pebble. Green.
1: We are out here in Pebble Beach, and yesterday it was sunny and beautiful, and today it is cold and rainy and windy, so pray for the guys teeing it up on Spyglass today. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. Um, so, she is Amanda Renter from CBS. You'll see her as part of CBS's coverage of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Saturday and Sunday, starting at 3 p.m., and also part of the Cisco $1 million hole-in-one uh, for charity event uh, tomorrow, Saturday at noon. S- not spoiler alert, but somebody hit it really close when he had to and stepped up, so we'll leave it at that. Um, and she will also be a part of Full Swing, the Netflix documentary from the Drive to Survive folks that comes out on February 15th. Oh man, I, I you know, as, as I was putting this t- uh, together, Amanda, I was thinking your year started kind of with Sam Ryder and then it went right into Sam Ryder last week <laughs> and everything yes, that, did. that happened um, let's go back I think we have to talk about Phoenix for a second because when I saw that the Colt and Amanda show which is why I started dubbing you guys for lack of a better name and you said on this air you never know what happens when the two of us you know, come together and Sam Ryder does what he did on 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 Saturday at um, at uh, Phoenix last year. I knew pandemonium would happen, but did you ever think we'd get to that level of of uh, pan- of uh, pandemonium?
1: I ha- well, so I have to tell you, I was actually on sixteen a decade earlier when the previous hole in one was made. So I did have a little inclination that if someone made a hole in one, this was going to be. As crazy, if not crazier, than when that happened. Um, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it is, I mean, you really couldn't have drawn it up any better. The weather was perfect. The stands were packed. Um, having Colt there right to get i mean, he's built for a call like that yes. um uh, he and i have been friends for a long time we've had many nights out together in the phoenix scottsdale area i felt like we were ready for that moment um we it was just it was everything really we could have hoped and dreamed it would be um and, yeah, it was just pure badness in, in the best way possible.
0: You said something on air that was remarkable, and I want you to expand on it here if you can. You said that people in subsequent groups, players, were coming up to you and asking your monitor producer to roll back yeah. the hole-in-one because they, 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 they were, like, hearing about it and wanted to see it for themselves? Is that correct? I
1: mean, you could hear it, right? This you could hear that hole-in-one. You could hear that moment throughout the course. And when guys got up, you know, through word of mouth as well, when guys got up to that tee, if they had a little bit of a wait, yeah, they were coming over uh, to, to me and Colt saying, can, can I see it? <laughs> can I see what happened? Um, and you wouldn't want to see that. It is. It's something that it doesn't happen often, right? It happened a decade prior. Um, and to have, like, what, a 10-minute delay to clean up the the beer cans the cups the craziness like that's just something that you do not see every day or even every decade so the guys were like well this is the perfect way to kill time on this (laughs) t-box we'd love to actually see what happened right there because they were having as much fun with it as we were um which is a really unique part of of that moment as well
0: i can't even fathom Then on Sunday I think it was Sunday when Harry Higgs takes his shirt off I'm like what is like like are you nervous for next week in or uh yeah next week in Phoenix is there a part of you nervous for it just because of what can happen or is it pure excitement I'm
1: not nervous I'm just so I'm so ready for it all it is just such a fun it is everything that makes me love sports and not just golf, sports, right? Like you have, especially now that the Super Bowl is in town at the same time. And the last time that happened, I just remember how many cool celebrities who knew nothing about golf showed up to the 16th hole <laughs> because even if they were into the game or not, they just wanted to see what it was all about. And, uh, you know, as someone who is super passionate about bringing people into this game, you um, You know, not just serious golfers, not just people who who can, you know, get a low handicap or are going to work tirelessly at the game, people who just can casually enjoy the game like they do other sports. Um, It's just it's it's the perfect model to bring people in in that way. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to feel like a football game, right? It's going to feel like it feels like other major sporting events, which we don't get to say very often in this game, and I don't think we would maybe want to say that every single week, but the fact that we get that one day, one week a year, where you can relate it to other big sporting events um, that other people have been to, even if they've never been to a golf event, I just, I think we have to embrace every single moment of it.
0: Um, And I'm just thinking about The fact that I have a friend, shout out Keith Bennett, uh, who made an ace there, I want to say two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. That's awesome. And to do it with the infrastructure up was Mm -hmm. just crazy because they obviously had no idea. And it was the workers putting up the grandstands who told them that it was an ace. They could not tell from the T. It was the workers. And there's just like half second, like... Uh, delay when they're trying to figure out is this a hole-in-one or not and then they get the word back on the tee and it's just pure pandemonium and just craziness. Not to your level last year, but, <laughs> but you know, it was for them. What a great memory. Yeah, seriously. We have CBS's Amanda Renner uh, with us here on Teeing It Up. You'll see her at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am these next couple of days on CBS. Um, Max Homo won last week. You've gotten to know Max and, and Lacey. And I, I think that there's uh, some of us in the golf community who know how good Max Homa is, and now there's the bigger part of this golf world slash sports world who know him not only as the Twitter golf swing roaster and the social media star, and as the guy who you know wears the mic for you guys like as he did on on Saturday, but as somebody who is really damn good at this game and. Mm. From what you've seen, getting to know them and become friends with them, what can you add on to that?
1: I, they they just first of all they're they're amazing. They're just great human beings, which is always a great place to start, right? That <laughs> yeah. you know these people that are, are Max Homa fans or fans of the Homa family. When you meet them, they're even they're even better people um, to their core, right? Remove golf, remove remove Max being an elite athlete, like just. Who they are as people um, is it matters, um, and they they will do really great things, and they will make a great impact um, in in the golf world, in their communities, just because that's who they are. Um, so I always like to start with that. But I I will never forget talking to Lacey and Max, and I think they've gone on the record in, in talking about this during Max's struggles. Right? He was. Everyone knew how good he was coming out of college, but as we've seen over and over again, that level of expectation doesn't always translate, period, to the PGA Tour, right? There, You can name a ton of guys who the expectations coming out of college, oh my gosh, he's going to be the next so-and-so, wait until you see how pure his swing is, like he's going to be a world beater, and they come out, they do nothing, and and sometimes they they lose their card, and we never really hear from them, ever, um, except for that initial rookie year, And Max was a highly touted player, everyone knew how great he was, especially guys who he grew up playing against and with, Um, you know, his name was always floating around, and he didn't have that immediate success, and I remember Lacey saying to me once, you know, we thought it really sucked when we would go on social media and people were talking badly, you know, about Max Mm -hmm. and his game, and knowing how hard he worked, she goes, But that wasn't the worst part. She said the worst part was when they stopped talking about him, period. And that, and I was like, huh, I never really thought about that because people will talk about these guys and, you know, Max is a grinder. He's one of the hardest working guys out there. And, you know, it's so easy for people on social media to make fun of, you know, miscuts, make fun of bad performances you know, crush these guys for not performing on their fantasy teams, right, or losing them money on bets. Meanwhile, these guys are literally trying to provide for their families, and they're grinding 12, 13 hours a day, right, and then they're going home, and they're working out, they're talking to their, you know, the, the people on their team, whoever those people are, they're reading the books, they're, they're trying to get better in, in, a, in a 360 way, and no one sees that work, but it's really easy for people just to tear them down anyway, right? And I think that especially how, with how mental the game of golf is, it's really easy to get lost in that rabbit hole of trying to find answers and almost going, almost going down. Like I, I kind of equate it to, and I talked to Sam Ryder actually about this last week. Like I kind of equate it to when you're if you're drowning, and sometimes you can not figure out which way is up, right, back towards the surface of the water. Like, I think that can happen sometimes in golf with guys tinkering and thinking they're making progress or really committing to something, and it's actually not making them better, right? And and getting lost in that cycle, welcome to the game of golf. That's why this sport is so hard. Um, but Max was able to dig himself out. He was able to find the surface. He kept going. He kept believing. He was just one swing away. He was one... You know, committed swing thought away from becoming the player. He's always had confidence that he could be, even if no one else had that confidence anymore. Right on outwardly, his team, his friends, everyone knew who Maximo was, and he never lost sight of that. Which I think is really difficult to do when their expectations put on you from the outside. Um, so it is so freaking cool to see him go from someone that you know his wife would say, you know, at, at some point everyone just forgot about him right yeah. To now a six-time winner a front runner to win a major and this really does feel like it's just the beginning when you look at the golf courses he's won on when you look at the fields he has beaten uh it's just the, the writing's on the wall about who he can be and the cool thing about max is like he's never gonna let up like this is not he's not gonna rest on his laurels now that he has found this level of success this is only driving him further to to as far as he possibly can and tap into his all every ounce of potential and talent that he has through hard work. Um, so it's it's just a really
0: cool story to follow, to be able to follow along with. Which he did because two days later he won $400 in a Skins game in Phoenix. <laughs> and that's
1: him,
0: right? Like he genuinely <laughs>
1: loves the game. And there are plenty of guys and there's nothing wrong with this that would have a win and would spend the next few days celebrating, going off the grid, whatever. Like, Max's version of celebrating is going and playing right at a beauty skins game yes. like that is his way of celebrating and why not go out and win that too like that's why we all love Max so much
0: yes we have a uh we have uh, a uh, we, uh, we have uh we have Amanda Renner uh with us here on teeing it up speaking of of guys we love we love rory um mm. the 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 fan team to gravitate his mind so I know you can't say a lot about full swing but obviously um, you were there for 20 weeks of it or or, or however many events it was last week uh, uh, last year for CBS Rory JT that duel in Canada felt like the Rory taking charge of the PGA Tour moment Is that am, am I being am, am I overselling that
1: no, you're not. um You know that week was it, that it was made for it was made for TV. It was made for a movie. Um, you know, all week he had talked about how he loves the PGA Tour. He he wants to protect the PGA Tour at all costs because what he wants is to play against and beat the best players in the world. That's what he wants every single week and. What ends up happening? He's in the final group, right? With Tony Finau, I think Justin Thomas, yep. and it's like, you know, it, it's a it's a match play showdown, stroke for stroke, hole for hole, um, battle like it, the world's best against the world's best. Like that, that's it, it's almost like he manifested that <laughs> that final round yeah. um, to for it to look the way that it did. And it was just special. You can just tell he is this, and I think I asked him this in his winner's interview. Listen, Rory has always been one of the world's best. He has always been elite. He has always been passionate. But it felt like last season there was this newfound passion and competitive edge that we haven't seen in a long time from him. And, you know, he acknowledged that, right? Sometimes it takes friction to get you fired up, to remind you what you're fighting for, why you love what you love, and why it's worth protecting at all costs. And that is what he showed us. And what happens, you know, the best athletes in the world, when their backs are against the wall or when they feel like their backs are against the wall, they show up. And that's exactly what what happened last season with Rory McIlroy. And the Canadian Open was the perfect example of that. You could just tell he wanted to prove so much Um, that whole season, that, that week specifically, and there aren't a lot of guys that could want it that badly and come out on top. Um, I think sometimes your own internal expectations can be too much to handle, especially on a huge stage. And he, he harnessed that and he wanted it so badly that it brought out his best, which I just think is one of the things that makes Rory McIlroy so special is his ability to do that. Um. And it was, yeah, it was a powerful week. It was a powerful moment standing on eighteen green with him, with the fans ushering them up the fairway, <laughs> right. And I think he went over and whispered and into JT and to Tony's ears, like, "Let's do it again next week." Like yeah. he was never done, right? And and this is what these guys live for. And I think it's not that they forgot that, but they were certainly reminded of that um, this past season.
0: And that, and the fact they got to pass Greg Norman on the. Uh winner's list that uh uh, that specific (laughs) we did not hurt either uh for Mr. McElroy um I feel like we've been talking about that you know the Saudis the other league whatever you want to say about him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever but was it really on the minds of these guys each and like like when, when, when you would show up at events last year, was it literally the topic every single week or was it like, what's the wind direction today? Like it just felt like it was everything last year.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, this is, um, this is, we're in territory that we've never been a part of before. That right, is That, that none yeah, of us have ever sure. experienced before. And again, it's different than any other sports league where you travel as a team, you go to a different city, you compete against totally different faces, names and jersey numbers. And then you move on to the next. We're all going from city to city with the same exact people, right? So when people start leaving or, you know, people are maybe talking about leaving or people are wondering who is talking about leaving, <laughs> you know, it, it's a traveling, um, it's a traveling circle of, of the same people. And, um, yeah, of course it was a topic. It, how, how could it not be? It just, it, it, yeah. It was, it was definitely out there. It was out there every day. It was out there every week. Um, you know, it wasn't the only thing. Of course, people were still out there trying to win um, tournaments and win majors and and do what they do and you know make a living for themselves and their families. But you couldn't. You certainly could not ignore it. And I don't think there was a day that went by that it it didn't come up in some way, shape, or form in in some locker room behind closed doors right on the range on the putting green during during competitive rounds it it just it's it was too big of an elephant in the room to ignore and i think with so much uncertainty it it, it, you know ended up always being kind of the topic of conversation
0: In 2000, Tiger Woods won the 18T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He also won something called the U.S. Open that summer by like 10,000 shots. Um, <laughs> Tiger at Augusta this year—we we didn't know if he would get back there, and then he played all four rounds, shooting you know one under on on day one, which is just ridiculous. What will you remember most about that week? The fact
1: that he was there and playing, like it just I. I, I sometimes hate how quickly we forget how, how stories start, right? Like, yeah. the expectation, I just thought it was crazy to me that the expectation was, okay, now when's he playing next? And it's like, <laughs> why, can't, why can't we just appreciate the moment that there was, you know, in February, we were wondering if he was alive, right? right. Like, we were seeing video footage of a car that very easily someone should not have survived, What that car looked like, what that car had just gone through. And, and then we were wondering, will he ever walk again? Will he ever be able to, you know, it was a quality of life conversation for so long. And then he comes out and does what he does at the Masters. I just felt like it was an amazing, it was one of the most amazing physical comeback stories of all time. Um, it just, to see his kids there, to see him enjoying and appreciating, you know, and it's not the first time, right? Tigers had to overcome yeah. something and, and we've seen that appreciation. But this just to me felt like let's not take one moment of this for granted because we don't know how much longer we, we get these moments with Tiger Woods at Augusta National. We just don't know. Um, so why don't we just stay in this moment and appreciate this moment that we get right here? Rather than saying, oh, okay, great, he's here, and now let's move on to when we're going to see him next. And, and now what can we expect from him next? And just keep this this cycle going, right? This narrative going of w- what is he going to do rather than appreciating what we have right in front of us. But uh, to me, it was just an incredible... If, if, if anyone's ever questioned, which I don't think they will at this point, but if anyone's <laughs> ever questioned someone's mental toughness and mental fortitude to literal mind over matter, right? Like, I I can't imagine the pain he was feeling in his body that he mentally was able to push himself through and overcome that probably very few people in this world would be capable of of, of doing that. Um, And to me, it was just that show of passion, that show of desire, that show of love for this game that's, uh, that's unmatched. I think that's unlike anything we've ever seen in this sport and probably will never see again. Um, That to me was the story and that's what I'll remember most is the fact that he got himself there.
0: And you flip it too to the end of the year where he said the major that he thought he would be able to play first was the Open Championship. The matches was a bonus. So now you take everything you just said which is amen uh, to that and now look at it through that lens and it's like Oh, shit. We really do need to be more in the present and mindful of what he's done in that moment because he didn't think he would get back there. It's a shock to him. And, and, and yeah. that's the hardest golf course to walk in the world. So, like, it's. I, I just don't think people understand how good A, the 71 was, and B, the fact that he got through all four days and something he yep. could not do at the PGA. Um mm-hmm just shows how much he loves that place it's it's a near and dear place to his heart and you you said at one point in there forgot i feel like people forget that justin thomas won the pga last year You know? It's
1: hard to forget that one though, I gotta tell you. I mean, he had what, less than a 1% chance of winning, statistically speaking, at one point it's true. on Sunday, on Sunday, and then he does what he does, and that was, that was an, that was a miraculous victory. It, it really was. He just, And I think Tiger, you know, he's calling Tiger like Tiger. It's all roads lead back to Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) But like you know, and I do. I think about that, and and I wish I would have had time um, for for that question. But you know, what kind of mental toughness do you have to have? And and did he learn right from his mentor to know never to give up, never let up, always to persevere? Uh, It's like. It just the the chances were just so slim, and to watch JT never give up, and not only that, but to really put the put the puddle down and execute, just like I was talking about with Rory, to be able to execute when the expectations are at their highest, especially in that um, playoff,
0: yeah, especially, it's,
1: if- yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's just incredible. It's absolutely and ha- and knowing how much that PGA Championship means to the Thomas family, Yep. right. It's just the whole thing was just. It was a really special. It was a really special moment. So I, I have not forgotten the JT <laughs> won the PGA Championship. I thought that was um, that was one of the more incredible stories. But I do think, just going back to Tiger briefly, I think at some point you have to stop trying to push the news cycle forward, and you have to just appreciate what we're witnessing in the moment, because it's not long from now that we will say, "Remember when that happened?" and it was the last time it happened. And is that the story that you want to leave with of, okay, when when are we going to see you next? Okay, great. Well, well, well done. That's great. But, but what's next? How, when, when can you give us more? Right? <laughs> I just felt like that, that could not have possibly been the most important storyline, um, at a historic, possibly, possibly historic Masters being, possibly being his last.
0: Yeah. Right? I just,
1: did, I just didn't think that, that.
0: Was the most important storyline there? We have CBS's Amanda Renner with us here on Teeing It Up. Pebble Beach coverage begins Saturday at 3 Eastern on CBS. I ask you this every year, and every year you laugh because you say it's the hardest question I ask you, uh, which is who's going to be the guy? Um, and look, you had the, the Scheffler run of early 2022. rom's on one right now. Tony had those two back to back wins over the summer. Who gets on a heater this year? Or is it just Rahm extending this into ridiculous realms beyond even you and I can explain? I mean, John Rahm, man, is, he's just special, isn't he? Like, he's
1: just, he's a special player, he's a special person, he has a special perspective on the game, on family, on life.
0: Um, and he's human because he did, you know, because he didn't play well last Sunday. So this proves he's. Well,
1: finally, I don't yeah. know if that makes him human. I mean, it's it's like, yeah, maybe it showed that he, he isn't. I I don't, I don't know what that showed because it was like it was so impressive. This the 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 last few, you know, the I don't know, however long you want to say, it. it's been ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like his performances have just been out of this world. So to have. One shaky round. I don't really know what that means other than welcome to golf, right? It's never going to be perfect, but, um, you know, you think about next week, Phoenix, it's one of his favorite places in the world. Last week, San Diego, one of his favorite places in the world. You know, he's, he's been in contention, um, at the Masters. You have to think that one's coming down soon. It just, yeah, Rom, I would say is the front runner for that. Um, who's going to be the guy. At Max Homa, though, man, I'll tell you what, I, I'm hard-pressed. I'm hard-pressed to think Max is going to let up this season. I, I really am. He's a new dad. He has that perspective that always matters. Um, he, he, I just think he's more laser-focused than ever, and he has the ability and he has the game um, to do something really, really special. Um make this a really memorable year for a lot of reasons so i think Kala murakawa too i I know i do i always say it's a really hard question because there's so many talented young guys that have no fear and have elite abilities to perform under the highest expectations and they're all kind of figuring it out at the same time you know how to do it and so yeah i would say homa murakawa and Rom would be the three that I would have circled at, at the end of this year as, as doing something special.
0: And I, and I'll just say this: I think Morikawa, you want a chip on your shoulder? Uh, look at Kapalua back nine. You know, just just uh-huh. trying to fight back from that collapse yep. is something that you know will get you out there for those extra one or two hours of practice that. You know max as as he's told you has used to help him take his game to new heights um final question it has nothing to do with golf um okay (laughs) (laughs) i have so many friends who just got engaged or are or are planning a wedding or are getting married any advice for anybody out there having just been through it yourself on a wedding because there's so many people out there listening who 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 would appreciate this answer?
1: You know what my best advice would be? And I actually send this on the wedding day um, to to any of my friends who, if I can't be at the wedding um, or I tell them in person, but put the phone away for the entire weekend. Turn it off. Give it to somebody. Leave it wherever you're going to leave it. um, And just be the most present version of yourself. This is going to be the only time that every single person that could possibly want to call you will actually be there. Right. In in that city, in that vicinity, like you don't need your phone. Um, Everyone else will be taking pictures. You have bridesmaids and groomsmen. Literally you can tell them to do whatever you need. So like put someone on photo duty, right? Like, but just be in that moment, soak it all in, spend all the time with every single person that you love in your life being in the same place at the same time, because that just does not happen for happy reasons. Um, really often after that. Um, so it's just that, that's my only piece of advice that things are going to go wrong. Um, it doesn't matter that no one else knows what, what the day was supposed to look like. So if something goes wrong, only you're going to know it and it won't matter. (laughs) So I think it's just stay present, keep the phones down, Pick them back up after everyone leaves um, and just appreciate, you know, that that really special, you know, such as it feels like such a blip on the radar of life. Um, It goes by so quickly. But to have everybody that you care about in the same place for 48, 72 hours is one of the most special things of all time. Um, So just embrace it and don't get sucked into trying to document it yourself or posting on social or organizing people if you're type A like me. Like, let everybody else do that and just enjoy the moments.
0: I love that because guess what? What? The only phone calls you're getting are probably spam calls anyway for that weekend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I love that piece of advice. Uh, It's fantastic. You can see who CBS got mic'd up this Saturday during our coverage of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And Amanda Renner will be a part of it. Coverage starts at 3 Eastern. Uh, full swing, the Netflix documentary is February 15th. And the Cisco Hole in One Million Dollar Charity Challenge is noon Saturday on CBS. Is there anything else you want me to promote? Uh, Puppies Don't and Golf. It. No, seriously, I forgot. Puppies and Golf, the charity. <laughs> I run on here every year charity and I almost forgot Puppiesandgolf.org correct?
1: Yes Puppiesandgolf.org Yes We have three pillars so we support shelters and rescues across the country uh, by providing them grants every month uh, we provide grants for families in need with emergency medical costs if they have um, a high bill that they weren't expecting with their dog we will cover that and then we also um, provide grants and support and awareness for organizations that train service animals, service dogs for our military veterans battling PTSD. So come check us out. We just surpassed $100,000 in grants given, which is an exciting uh, milestone for us. And we appreciate everyone's support.
0: It is a huge milestone and something that everybody should check out. And as you like to say, let's save all the dogs. Uh, save all the dogs. <laughs> Thank you, uh, thank you uh, for, once again, Amanda, for coming on, uh, teeing it up. What? That is Amanda Renner from CBS, and thank you all for tuning into this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling.